0: Welcome to the Sunshine Gardening Podcast. This gardening show will equip and inspire avid gardeners with weekly tips and tricks to help them navigate the gardening world. The show will also highlight specific growing requirements for several plants, so the sun will shine brighter over their Kentucky garden. And now, here is that ray of sunshine, garden enthusiast and horticulture extension agent, Kristen Hildebrand, with the University of Kentucky Cooperative Extension Service.
1: If you have walked through your garden lately, you may have noticed several spiders either crawling across the ground or maybe up high where they've actually made their web. Now, for some people, the thought of a spider literally makes them want to jump out of their shoes. But interestingly enough, spiders do play an important role in a healthy ecosystem, and there are benefits to having them in the garden. So to help explain more about spiders, I called up University of Kentucky Extension entomologist Dr. Rick Besson to discuss more about the specific types of spiders found here in Kentucky. What I was amazed about was to learn all the different types of spiders that we have and the benefits that they do offer here in our environment. So you want to make sure to stay right here on the Sunshine Gardening Podcast to hear the full episode. Before we dive into today's topic, I do want to take a minute to read a recent review that I have received through Apple Podcast. KBY345 writes very helpful in the subject line of their review and shares that they listen from Oldham County, Kentucky. I appreciate you guys listening or starting their first Very ambitious garden, such great tips here. Love the DIY seed tape idea. I do really love the DIY seed tape and it does make it super easy right now for starting seeds that are eventually going to be Planted out in a fall garden. So I appreciate you leaving a review on Apple Podcast. I would love to hear from other listeners to see what information you're enjoying. So I encourage you to take a minute out of your day to leave a quick review. Now, leaving a review is super simple. Just pop open that purple app on your phone, share your biggest takeaway from an episode or what you would like to hear featured in the future. It really is that simple. Now, let's move on into today's content. Well, I'm so excited to have with us on the podcast today is Dr. Rick Besson, and he is our UK Extension Entomologist. How are you, Dr. Besson?
2: Kristen, I'm doing very well.
1: Great, great. Now, I know that this time of year, folks are seeing probably a little bit more spiders crawling in their garden, and it seems like there's a, a phobia behind some the spiders that you can encounter. But... In your professional opinion, what have you seen to notice about spiders and why people have such a fear of them?
2: Well, you know, generally people have a fear of spiders and it's that whole creepy, crawly nature. A lot of times they stay hidden and sometimes when people come across a spider, they get surprised and brings up that anxiety level a little bit and and that feeds into whatever phobias a person may have. So it's a surprise. There's a lot of things that come into people being apprehensive of spiders.
1: Yes, yes. And not all spiders are created equal. So why don't you first kind of tell us about some of the type of spiders that you can find in the garden this time of year?
2: Okay. Well, spiders are arachnids. They're arachnids that have a pinched area between their abdomen and their cephalothorax. So they're one of the groups of arachnids. But among the spiders, we have just dozens and dozens of families. So I'm going to talk about a few and just keep in mind, these are the common ones, but there are many other types that someone can find in their garden or when they're out hiking or boating or, or something like that. You can find spiders just about anywhere you go. They're all over the place. One of our most common families of spiders in Kentucky is the wolf spider family. And we have many, many different species. Some of these get quite large. They can be several inches in size. They're relatively large spiders with long legs. They run across the ground very quickly. One of the unique characteristics is they tend to carry around their egg sac underneath the spider, and the mother will carry her spiderlings on her back when they're very young and before they have a chance to go off on their own. And again, wolf spiders, even though they're big and they look pretty threatening just with their size and their speed, they're not apt to bite people unless you pick them up or hold them. And they're not dangerous. Even if you do get bitten, it's not serious unless someone happened to be allergic to that bite, that's gonna be fairly rare. So that's one of the common groups and people ask us lots of questions and they get concerned about them. But again, they're generally harmless spiders And we consider them beneficial. Another similar spider we see in Kentucky would be like the funnel web or grass spiders. These are the ones that make these sheet-like funnels on some of your plants. And there'll be a a funnel leading down in a cone to uh, where the spider hides during the day. They look a lot like little wolf spiders, but the difference is on their uh, end of their abdomen where they spin their webs, they have these very long spinnerets. And so they're noticeable, and that distinguishes them from the wolf spiders. And again, these are not dangerous either. One that really surprises people, one group that really surprises people when they find them are the fishing spiders. Most spiders are, you know, anywhere from the size of a pencil eraser up to maybe uh, an inch or two in size. Fishing spiders are a little bit different. When they get full grown, they can be six, seven inches across uh, from, from, tip of the leg to tip of the leg. So they're very large, almost the size of a dinner plate. And we do see them in Kentucky. They're harmless spiders, very impressive to look at and very quick. And we generally see these near streams and ponds and sometimes they get into people's basements. But that's one of our common spiders that we get questions about. One of the really cool groups, I think, are the jumping spiders. Jumping spiders, uh, a lot of them are iridescent in color. In Kentucky, they have two large eyes in front. They have the best vision of any spider. And they're called jumping spiders because they have these short stout legs and they jump. They can jump six, seven inches at a time. And they're, they're active hunters. They're searching on the ground just like the wolf spiders for prey and that they eat insects and uh, other little arthropods. One of the uh, groups that also is pretty neat are the crab spiders. They're called crab spiders because the front two pairs of legs are longer than the rear legs. And they tend to be ambush predators. You see them in flowers and other places waiting for insects to come by. Moth lands on the flower and they grab the moth and make a meal of it. So we have some pretty cool crab spiders and they use camouflage to defend themselves. Probably the most notable spider when people think about spiders would be the orb web spiders. These are the ones that make the really big web orbs that you see between plants or maybe on the side of your uh, eaves going down to your garage or something like that. And, that, and they have the nice concentric circles of, of web coming from them. And so we have many, many different types of orb weavers. One that I get a question about a lot would be the yellow and black garden spider. So this is the big one. It can be two and a half, three inches in size. It makes that really big web in the garden. And down at the bottom of the web, there's a thicker set of silks. And I call it the zipper down at the bottom, but that's a common one. We have some colorful orb weavers like the marbled spider, which is uh, yellow, orange, and purplish brown and it's quite large. It's about the size of a marble. It makes another uh, very big orb in the garden. And we even have the barn spider, which is sort of a hairy, rusty brown spider. Commonly see it around outbuildings and things like that, where it makes its very large web during the day. But one thing you mentioned is people are seeing spiders this time of year. A lot of spiders start off as young spiderlings early in the year, and we really don't notice them because they're so small. But as the season progresses, they get larger and larger. And when we get into late August and September, we can see some very large spiders because they're becoming adults at this time of year. They're going to mate, lay eggs, and that's how the cycle's carried on. So particularly late in the season, we can see a lot of spiders in the garden and other places on the farm.
1: I'm glad that you covered several of those because I know in our experience, we've gotten several concerns about the wolf spider just because people are concerned about the size of it and then also making sure that they're not poisonous. And so... I'm really glad that you kind of went through the different ones. And then the orb spider, I've seen several pictures of those on people's Facebook pages. And they are really pretty. That striking yellow and black color, especially with that white, it is really picturesque. And even when the dew gets on it, it's really pretty too. So
2: There's lots of photography that people have done with orbs in the morning dew and things like that and the sunlight coming through spider webs. So they're nice to look at.
1: Absolutely. So, what is the benefit to having some of those, especially like in a home garden type situation?
2: Well, spiders, they do not feed on plants. Spiders feed on insects, other spiders, other arthropods. And so they're helping to reduce the number of insects and other similar organisms out in the garden, which is good because if we didn't have things feeding on moths and beetles and bugs and all these other things, they would increase in number. And so the spiders generally help to keep some of these other insects to moderate their numbers, keep their numbers lower. And so for that reason, we consider spiders to be beneficials in the garden. They're natural controls that help keep other insects from exploding in numbers during the season. So generally, we want to encourage spiders. When I'm out in the garden and picking vegetables and fruit and things like that, I don't like to get a spider on me. But if I see a spider, it doesn't bother me if I see it on the plant. And so I think that's a pretty healthy respect for what the spiders do and where they belong. They belong out there because they're helping to feed on things.
1: You mentioned that they're definitely beneficial, especially for reducing some of the other insects and arthropods that we encounter, especially with growing different uh, vegetables and maybe even fruits and flowers. But with pollinators, we try to do different things to attract them. I guess with spiders, with, do they need any specific kind of environment or is there anything that we can do to help encourage them in the garden?
2: Well, you know, let's say uh, the orb weavers, if you have a garden, and you have bird feeders or other things like that, the bird feeders don't necessarily help the spiders, but having those posts and things like that, give them something they can attach their orbs to. They need something to uh, hang on to, to make some of those things. But one of the things that that can really help spiders is to limit the insecticides we use. And now I'm, I'm not anti-insecticide, but I am against using insecticides when they're not needed. So limiting the use of insecticides to when they're just needed and finding ones that are not broad spectrum, they're more selective, that will just affect the pest you want to control. And that helps because if you use insecticides, you're basically eliminating the food that the spiders would be feeding on. And so by limiting that, you can encourage spiders that are out there And have more of a uh, balance with the pests and then their natural enemies in the garden.
1: Exactly. So maybe try to use more of the integrated pest management type strategy rather than having go right to the insecticide. Try other things before you have to go to that kind of measure. Okay. So, Dr. Besson, now you mentioned several different types and kinds of spiders that we can come in contact with. What are some of the spiders that are considered more harmful to humans, like you said, that create more of that fear and the phobia related to spiders?
2: Yeah, there's really two spider species that we have in Kentucky that are problem. And we need to be careful of them. And if we have problems with them, we need to get rid of them. The first would be the black widow spider. So this is a larger, shiny black spider, and they have red markings on them. Some people say they have to have an hourglass underneath. We actually have several different species of widow spiders here in Kentucky. And it's not always that hourglass underneath. It can be three red triangles underneath, or it could be three red spots on the back. But it's basically a shiny black spider with red markings that one's a problem well most spiders have poisons and venoms the venom from this spider is dangerous to us it's a nerve poison it's extremely painful and if people get bitten they need to get some medical attention the good news is this is a fairly shy spider it doesn't go out it's not looking for you really people get bitten when when they put their hand on the spider or something like that. They tend to live in hidden places. And so that's one to keep your eye out for. It's one you're more likely to see in the garden as well. They can live at the base of uh, where stems of a shrub come out of the ground. They may make their cobwebs down there. They could get in your pots you use for putting plants into in your shed. You need to check to make sure that When you look at some of these things that are stored, that they're free of uh, those spiders. The other spider we have is the brown recluse spider. And so this one, we don't see it outdoors as much as we do indoors. And this tends to be more of an indoor spider just because it really likes the very, very dry environment we have in our homes. The brown recluse spider is native to the southwestern United States, those desert areas, and it likes those dry conditions out there. And it recently moved into Kentucky about 30 years ago. Now, this one, again, we can find it in in homes and basements and attics and garages and things like that. You need to be careful if you get bitten. The wounds tend to fester a little bit. And again, if you think you've been bitten by either the black widow or the brown recluse, we recommend going and having a, a physician take a look at it. That's the best course. But those are just two species that we have in Kentucky. And we have hundreds of species of spiders in the state. So these are the sort of the uh, oddball spiders. These are not the common spiders that we see, particularly in the garden
1: exactly and so some of those spiders especially that like the one you mentioned the brown recluse it seems to really be trying to get into the homes i know i've seen we've had a couple of sticky traps just to kind of monitor those things just because we have a little one at home but i guess there's things that you can also try to do in your home to deter brown recluse as well is that correct
2: yeah the sticky boards the glue boards and things like that are great monitoring tools You know, you can put them underneath uh, furniture, behind doors and things like that. One of the things that spiders really hate, probably the enemy of spiders, is a vacuum. Regular vacuuming, reducing clutter within the house. These are things that can really help to reduce not only the pesty spiders like the brown recluse and the black widow, but cellar spiders, house spiders, some of those others as well, because really in the house, no one wants spiders, and so regular vacuuming, reducing clutter, and then monitoring for the brown recluse—if you had that in the past—I think would be uh, good strategies to to minimize problems with spiders indoors.
1: Yeah, I've heard you say before about making sure you keep a clean house, and the, the vacuum cleaner seems to help out a lot, especially like for those areas where you seem to get a lot of dust bunnies.
0: <laughs> yes,
1: yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if folks have questions, because like you said, we only covered just a, a few today on the podcast, but if somebody wanted to explore more about spiders, whether it, they be in the garden or the house or other types, is there a good resource or a publication that you could refer them to?
2: Well, if they want to go out on the web, we have some web pages called the Critter Files, and they talk about different groups of arthropods in Kentucky, and we talk about some of the common families there. There's several universities that have good resources on spiders in the garden. And if someone really wants to really get into identifying spiders, learning about their uh, life histories, there's some field guides to the spiders. I hate to be a geek out on this stuff, but there, there are some cool spiders that have really fascinating life histories that we have here in Kentucky. And it's like, it's almost mind boggling how, uh, bizarre yet cool their life history is.
1: That's interesting. And, you know, this might be the type of podcast that might kind of encourage them to check some of those things out. So I guess, like you said, there's just books that talk a little bit more about the life history. I didn't know if there was one in particular that you've read. It sounds like you you know which one that might could be.
2: In terms of books? Yeah. I like some of the field guides just because, you guides. know, yeah, it's something you can put into a, a book bag when you go out hiking with your water bottle. And I like carrying a, a couple of field guides with me because when I see something unusual and every time you go out, you're going to see something unusual. You can figure out what it is and, and what it does. If people are really interested in spiders, two that I think that are really cool in Kentucky would be the trapdoor spider and then what we call the bolus spider, B-O-L-A-S. And Both those are are really cool spiders, have uh, really interesting life histories and strategies to how they capture things.
1: Yeah, trapdoor spider. I don't think I've ever heard of that one or the bolus spider. So now that you've kind of tell me about that. I might have to check those out a little bit later. And like you said, just having more awareness of what's around you, what's in your environment, and that knowledge will help you, especially when you come in contact with some of these critters. And I guess I didn't know we had the critter files. (laughs) So Dr. Besson, I want to thank you for being on the podcast, and I hope that we can have you back again sometime in the future.
2: Well, thank you, Kristen.
1: I hope that you enjoyed our discussion today with Dr. Rick Besson on garden spiders in Kentucky. If you would like to view the show notes for episode 15, make sure to visit me on the blog at Warren County Agriculture. One of the resources that was mentioned from Dr. Rick Besson was the Critter Files, and I've posted the link in the show notes there. So you can access our blog by going to www.warrencountyagriculture.com, and a big, special thank you to dr rick besson for being our guest thanks for listening to the sunshine gardening podcast as always gardeners keep on digging into gardening and remember to add a little sunshine thanks for listening to the sunshine gardening podcast with kristen hildebrand if you
0: enjoyed today's content make sure to hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts to catch future segments of the sunshine gardening podcast Gardeners, keep on digging and learning more about gardening so the sun shines brighter over your Kentucky garden. The Sunshine Gardening Podcasts with Kristen Hildebrand is a production of the University of Kentucky Cooperative Extension Service.